Hello, everybody. We are listening to Shovels and Rope, their album, Oh, Be Joyful. This song is called Hail, Hail. And that's what I'll be listening to as we go through this conversation. I guess it's not a conversation if it's just me talking. So as you listen to me talk, this is what I'll be listening to, right? So Haley and I were getting ready to go to dinner the other night, and somehow I ended up getting ready before her substantially like 30 minutes worth, and I got so freaking bored. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't expecting to be ready before her. So I just started walking around the house and thinking about stuff, and I had this whole ridiculous idea, theory, thought, whatever it may be, and I want to share it with all of you. So I have a couple of definitions pulled up that I would like to read, starting with the multiverse. The multiverse, or meta-universe, is a hypothetical set of various possible universes, including the universe which we live in. Together, these universes comprise everything that exists, the entirety of space-time, matter, energy, and the physical laws and constants that describe them. The malicious Distinct universes within the multiverse are called the, quotations, parallel universes, or other universes, or alternative universes. All right, and here's the next thing I wanted to read to you guys. Consciousness. Consciousness is the state or quality of awareness, or of being aware of an external object or something within oneself. It has been defined variously in terms of sentience awareness, quasi-subjectivity, the ability to experience or to feel, wakefulness, having a sense of selfhood or soul, the fact that there is something that is that it is like to have or be. Huh, this thing goes on forever. There's one part in here I want to read you though. This part right here. Despite the difficulty in definition, many philosophers believe that there is a broadly shared underlying intuition about what consciousness is. As Max Vellmans and Susan Schneider wrote in Blackwell Companion to Consciousness, anything that we are aware of at a given moment forms part of our consciousness making conscious experience at once the most familiar and most mysterious aspect of our lives. That's why I enjoy thinking about this stuff, probably. What he just said. It's just fun, man. I also, sometimes I just feel bad. I just feel bad for Christians who uh, are afraid to explore just fun, different thoughts. You're not doing anything wrong. We're just trying to look. Here's what I like to do. I like to take what I believe and then go explore other things and then see if I can make those connect somehow. And if I can't, then whatever. And if I can, cool. I mean, we're all just trying to figure it out, right? You know, when I was thinking about all that, this is all still while I'm waiting for Haley to finish getting ready. When I was thinking about that, I started to think, I almost want to start a blog for like, I don't know, to, to to encourage other Christians to try to explore some of their ideology and theology and stuff and maybe a new way. And then I decided, nope, I do not want to do that at all. 
with a blog, you got to be interactive a little bit because you can have all the comments on the thingy or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't want to check them. I wouldn't want to interact, especially on that subject. That subject matter is something you just talk about with your friends or in a medium like this where you guys can't say anything back to me right now because it needs to be long form. You need to just talk and explore and think. And when you give someone more than enough time, Danica Patrick, Joe Rogan is going live with Danica Patrick. That's funny. I have no clue what she's like other than that she seems to be shorter than average and does a lot of commercials, at least in my high school time with the GoDaddy thing. I don't know about now. But uh, what was I talking about? Hmm. Uh, what was it? I felt like I was on to something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you, re, politics, religion life, those kinds of things, have those conversations in long form. Let, let someone talk and give them almost too much time to talk because then you'll see the full idea. When when they start to run out of things to say, you'll go, oh, okay, so you're still just working through this too. But whenever it's in a short form, you can just hit all the hard points and make it sound like a really solid this is it. But no, if you dive into anything other than like one plus one equals two and stuff, like that world, Outside of that world, it's really just lots of people thinking for something or thinking about something for a long time. And that that can be fun. That can be fun to dive into just every once in a while. Just explore the what and the why and the how. All right. I feel like I haven't fully finished explaining what I'm trying to say here. So I'm just going to wrap it up real quick, starting over, just kind of running through it. So that whole long definition of consciousness. So imagine having multiple of those. So the idea being that like you and me and everybody and everyone that's been is a constant, is all multiple versions of one stream of consciousness. Maybe that could be the... Uh, the Holy Spirit, or it could be whatever whatever the hell consciousness is. Um, I don't know. I just think that's kind of neat. But yeah, right around there was when Haley came downstairs and we were ready to go eat. And so that's what, that's what I went and did after that. Um, Haley and I are going to see I, Tanya tonight. That new uh, movie about the ice skater who got the other ice skater whacked in the knee. It's going to be cool. I can't wait. I was alive when that happened, and I remember it because my family paid way too much attention to Winter Olympics ice skating when I was growing up. Oh, did one of you ice skate? No. Natalie did for like a day, maybe, but for some reason, we all watched it, and we all paid attention to it, so uh, I can hear the name Scott Hamilton dropped randomly, and I know exactly where this person's talking. So I went to the post office recently for the first time in my whole life to buy stamps. I've been there before, but it was my first time ever to buy stamps. And I'm going to tell you something. The post office is not, is not the happiest uh, environment to be around if you've ever been there. Everyone looked really sad. It was kind of bumming me out. There was two people, two people behind the counter. One of them was looking for something for someone for like half plus... 75% of the time and uh, the other one was this 160 year old Chinese woman and she was awesome she was crazy fast crazy efficient I was just watching her go and I was like golly you have this down and then I started thinking how did she learn it and uh, how long ago did she learn it but 
you know, her attitude wasn't too bad for the uh, vibe that the place was putting off. I think everyone in line was bummed to be there. I can tell you one thing, though, about the post office. They are incredibly proud of their stamps. Did you know that a book of stamps is $20? Also, did you know a book of stamps is not actually a book full of stamps? It's a little piece of paper with 20 little stamps on it that are a dollar each, apparently. And I had to buy two books of stamps because I don't know how many stamps Haley needs. But I assume it was at least 20 maybe more it's all for her uh she had her baby shower the other day and it's custom to send thank you cards so that's why i had to go get stamps for all the thank you cards so when she sees everyone later she can go did you get it and they'll go yeah thanks yeah that's how girls spend their money wastefully in my opinion because i feel like you could have said thank you before everyone left <laughs> and then uh and you would have been done dude i was watching tv last night well hold on let me let me start over haley and i had dinner last night and we were watching afterwards we were watching some tv and she was going to watch what is that show called america's next top model yeah yeah, so I decided to do something else while she did that. Um, I did watch a little bit of it. It's it's pretty rough, man. It's pretty... If you're into it, that's awesome. I'm so glad you have a show that you like, but I just... It was so dramatic. It's like all these women in one house together just crying all the time. And I'm sorry. They're, I'm sorry you're so sad, ladies. I'm sorry it's so stressful and difficult and overwhelming. I'm not even being sarcastic. Like whatever it is that I don't know, I'm, I'm sorry it's that it's that way for you, but boy, do I not want to watch. But I did for about 10 minutes cuz I'm like all of those shows, it was in, I, I was like this is awful. And then I started to walk out of the room and then I was like, "Well, what's going to happen?" You know. So I started watching it. So they all got makeovers cuz uh Tyra Banks, is that her her name? Tyra Banks. You know, the lady from a uh, Life Size or whatever. Yeah, he didn't think I knew that one. I've seen that movie. Doesn't she sing a song in that? I would love to hear that song again. I'm going to go look for it later. But she told all the girls they needed to get makeovers because, you know, the, you're not good enough the way you are is what the essence of this show said. I'm just kidding. But actually, there was one girl who Tyra was like, you're going to get the Cora makeover. And she was like, what What does that mean? My name is Cora. And then the next day when they all go to find out what their makeovers are going to be or get their makeovers or whatever, uh, the stylist was like, Cora, you're not having anything done. We love your look. And oh man, you could just see all the other girls' faces like just full of fury and uh, anger and jealousy that everyone thought that girl was already looking great and they all had to get made over. But what was interesting is one of the stylists that was going to do the makeover, and I gotta—I'm only telling you this because of insecurity in my my own heart. This all happened in like five minutes. I did not watch this very long. But one of the stylists on the show literally looked like Medea when she was like thirty. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. Just go watch it. Watch for a stylist. There is there is a a person on that show that looks like if Medea was 30. It's it's kind of it's kind of uh not I don't want to say funny. It's interesting. It's uh unique, you know. 
So Haley has this app that she's using now, and it's for babies, I guess. But what it is is it has like songs and different things on it, and she puts it on her stomach and just plays it. She just plays whatever's on there, and apparently the baby's supposed to hear it, and it's supposed to be great for cognitive development. It's pretty cool, I guess. Uh, I'm not going to tell her to not do it. I don't see why not try it. Last night, it was playing like classical music and all this stuff. What was really interesting, though, is it would start playing stuff, and then you would hear a voice go, D major, D, F sharp, A. And it's playing that under it, which was cool, but also... I, I now she's been doing this a couple of weeks without me being around uh so I don't know what happened prior to hearing it last night for the first time but did it ever explain what a sharp is but I guess it doesn't matter you know what's interesting if you want to argue if it even works or not it's just sound it's all sounds words are sounds isn't that crazy Words are just sounds. That right there. That is words are just sound taking shape. So why do we put so much value on words? Could it be that we're just weak emotionally and certain words just affect us because of the context that we've put on those words in the society that we've been raised in and how we feel about them? Or could it have to do with the fact that the let's let's say motive or spirit or intention words are supposed to convey intent right so for the non-spiritual let's say it's the intention for the spiritual let's say it's the spirit behind the words so could it be that words don't have power sounds have power and it's the sounds and the intention slash spirit behind those sounds that cause you to receive them in a certain way. But if words convey intent, but the tone also plays a part in it, what's going on there? I don't know. But could you, have you ever listened to instrumental music that makes you feel sad or it makes you feel happy or it makes you feel scared? Why is that? There's something going on with sound. You know what's really interesting for uh, for all the uh, Christians, God believers out there, in the Bible it says that in the beginning God spoke. What language did he speak? You know? Does it even matter? If he did speak, was it just sound? Could that sound have been the Big Bang? Could there have been no sound and then God spoke and boom, there's the Big Bang. You know what's really annoying? Now, Let's just give me a second, because I'm sure there's a, a big argument we could go into here. But what's annoying to me is there one time there on Netflix there was this uh, thing like like a documentary like the history of the universe or whatever. And episode one was like the Big Bang, and I was like, sweet, let's find out where it all started. And it starts with like there was a Big Bang, and then it explains how everything happened from the Big Bang. What I want to know is how did the Big Bang happen? <laughs> so www.space.com says what triggered the big bang question mark then it says it's complicated of course it's complicated um let's see in the beginning there was a question mark all else followed the end see it's like come on man we've all heard of the big bang blah 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 yeah it's gonna talk about the freaking tv show that show sucks man i know it's popular but have you ever really watched it and like it's not funny. Uh, two Broke Girls, not that funny. The Laugh Tracks, I can't handle it. 
I can't handle it. It's like, stop telling me when to laugh. I'll laugh when it's funny, you know? So I'm looking at this article and it doesn't look like it's going to really give me much space.com. Come on, man. I just want to know. Let's see. Is there anything faster than this? Let's see. The Big Bang didn't need God to start universe. Researchers say this graphic shows a timeline of the universe based on the Big Bang theory. See, again, it's the timeline of the universe based on the Big Bang theory. I want to know how the Big Bang happened. When did the Big Bang happen? See, everything is like starting from there. What? How? Neil deGrasse Tyson, where are you? What caused the Big Bang? There's an hour-long video on it, and a bet you I'm not going to watch it. Listen to this. Listen to this. I am at a website called curious.astro.cornell.edu. And the title says, what caused the big bang and created the universe? And then in parentheses, it says beginner, which is great because that's me. But listen to this. I'm going to read you the first paragraph. It says science deals with testable hypotheses. <laughs> oh my God. Hypotheses. Hypothesis. I don't know. It's got an S at the end. How do you say that one? I.e. ideas that are falsifiable through prediction and experiment. As it is only possible to interact with the contents of the universe, it is essentially impossible to ask a scientific question about what is external to the universe, whether spatially or temporarily, assuming either is even possible. It is possible that if there are additional dimensions in multiple universes that interact with the four traditional dimensions, then we may eventually be able to learn of things that were once external to the universe. However, such ideas are currently not testable and so might be classified as applied mathematics rather than science. In short, questions about events that were before or outside the universe are not currently scientific questions and likely never will be. So, if they're not scientific questions, I don't know. I'm open to the Big Bang Theory. I just need someone to tell me more about it. I'll find it. I'll find it. We'll talk about it later. You know, we'll figure it out. We'll keep going. Oh, this song is so beautiful. It's a beautiful song. It makes me sad. But it's, it's like, what's this song called? This Means War. Yeah, it's a good one. I love it. You just feel... I, I like songs when the heart, the intent, is captured through sound. You can feel it in this one. It's You know what's amazing about music? When you listen to a song and you hear a soul, a human, expressing what they're, what they're processing, what they're going through. Sometimes you just hear something and you're like, that's a, that's a human that's an individual crying out to the universe saying, here's what's going on with me. One, one interesting, uh, I don't want to say, I'll say dynamic of artists is there's this, I want to be really intentional. I want to be really honest. I want to be really vulnerable and I want to create some art. Then there's the, I want people to hear it. Why? You, it's, it's like you want to share it. You want to create these things and then you want to share it with other humans and say, what do you think? I think if more conversation, more interaction, more community worked on the basis of, hey, what do you see? 
What's going on with you? I heard a quote and it said something along the lines of let me find it. I have it on my phone. When we compare a person to someone else, we no longer see them for who they are. That's good, right? That's a good one. I feel like it could be on some Instagram account. You know, the ones where they just post pictures of themselves with little uh, motivational things under it. Who are you motivating? I guess me, right? You want to know what one of the most interesting things about working at Guitar Center was for me? Or not the most interesting. One of the things that I loved the most was I would have customers come in and they would just be people who aren't trying to be in a band. They're not trying to make a living off of creating music. They would just come in and they'd be like, yeah, I have some songs I've written and I just want to be able to record them to have them. And I always was like, well, I want to hear them. I want to know what you're making. I want to know, I want to know, man, people, when listening to music people write, it's so cool. It's like you heard that. You heard it somewhere and you brought it to life. That's why I get so excited when I hear a band or an artist that's doing something that's just amazing. It's like, thank you for finding that. Thank you for hearing that somewhere, somehow, and just bringing it into this world so we can hear it. I just always loved that. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap up here. But again, thank you for listening.